everyone, this is Michelle Kremser with LTAS Germany and I'm here in Belfast with the IOTEFL Conference 2022 with Beatrix Price, um, who was a former IOTEFL president Hungary, right? Yes, IOTEFL Hungary. And um, we're here on this not so lovely day, a little bit of rain outside, and we're going to talk today about professional development and Engli uh, English language teacher associations um, with Beatrix, okay? So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, head to head. Yes, hello everybody. So my name is Beatrix Price, as I heard uh, from Michelle, and uh, I'm a former president of IATFL Hungary, and I've been doing my uh, PhD uh, research on English language teachers associations and professional development. Okay, and so what uh, can you tell us about? What is the trends in the professional development? What can you recommend for us teachers for our professional development? Right, so first of all, it's very important that uh, English language teachers and teachers as such are intrinsically motivated. Okay. That's a very important point because we always want to do better. It's, it's really a life or death situation when we go into the classroom. If we do it right, then it goes well. And then our learners know it, and so we always want to do it better. And then so professional development really comes from this, that we want to do something more, something better, something more professional. And so professional development is really this lifelong life, uh, learning, this ongoing process. That's why it is called continuing professional development. And of course there are some teachers who just go on with the day-to-day -day tasks, but I think that if somebody experiences this joy that a conference like this gives us in Belfast or Glasgow or Brighton or Liverpool, Manchester, wherever, and we go back, we will be a little bit better teachers next week and on. That's true. I really, it, it's something, it always, for me, it always ups your game a little bit when you're refreshing your skills and adding to them. So um, it's, it's a really nice environment to be in. And for me, it's the first time here in, uh, for, yeah, oh. for an international conference with IATEFL. So it was very, very, um, yeah, it's been a, a yeah, goosebumps experience for me. So can you tell me a little bit about your involvement and what you're doing? I believe your PhD is with the um, teachers or associations, right? Yes, yes. So um, I started not too long ago with teachers associations. About 13, 14 years ago, I got involved with my national LTAD, IATFL Hungary. And uh, very soon I became a volunteer because I really loved the atmosphere, the buzz of the association, and also really growing, and it was a rapid growth. If you become a member of a teacher's association, it's not a slow growth, it's a rapid growth. Mm -hmm. And so I became a member, and then very soon took on roles, newsletter editor, uh, events organizer, conference organizer, and then I didn't even look around, I was vice president and after a couple of years president of my association. And I always wanted to write my PhD on a different topic, but I was so involved and so I thought it was such an important uh, topic and there, is n there had been not much research done on teachers' associations. And then I 
just started and uh, I have not regretted it at all because it's a wonderful thing and I can see that people or teachers who are involved, not just teachers, ELT professionals who are involved in teachers associations really benefit from this environment a lot. So what are, do you know, what are some of the current trends? Because there's been some buzz lately at Ayatafel oh. and everything. So what can you say about the current trends? Particularly post-COVID, I think everybody's right. interested in. Yes. So before COVID, there were already uh, a lot of workshops and talks and research done on online education. And then some of the teachers looked at it with a little bit of Skepticism. Skepticism. Thank you very much for the word. Uh, but then, at the outbreak of COVID-19, the 14th of March in Hungary, I remember the date, we were thrown into the deep water over a weekend. Yeah. So we went home on Friday, and Monday you had to go back to the classroom, but not to the physical classroom, but to the virtual classroom. And then there was no choice but to do the professional development. And then immediately there were little groups being formed. People were helping each other. People were phoning each other, Zoom meetings, Microsoft Teams, etc. So it was really important that everybody had to do the development. And then of course it's a big question now, uh, if we go back to the uh, well-trodden paths of teaching with the chalk and board, or how much of this wonderful new uh, expertise, skills and knowledge that we gained uh, we will be using in our classrooms. And I think it's really important that the situation forced us to, to find new ways uh, because before the pandemic, uh, although learners already wanted this change, uh, not all the teachers were up to changing their, their repertoire and their, their, their avenues. This is true and I think in the end what they found out that they had to do was you're either going to make a change or you're going to stop teaching and some of the teachers were actually at the point where they're okay it's time for me to retire where I might not have done it had the things continued as they were. Um, and then others, I found, particularly in our organization, others um, had needed time to process, needed time to process and see that, okay, even though I'm older and even though this is new, it's not that difficult and I can get help. We, our own organization, we had two groups um, that popped up in our organization. We had our tech group that met at the beginning. They were meeting like once a week or once every two weeks. And now that we, we, we meet once a month, and this is something we offer to our, um, to our members um, as like an added bonus. Wonderful. And um, the, to the topics that come up are things that our teachers are interested in that they might need help with. And then the other um, group that popped up was like a, a support group mm -hmm. um, to meet every Friday or once uh, every two weeks um, on a Friday and to, you know how are you doing is everything okay are you coping this kind of thing yes actually you asked me about the trends mm -hmm. what new things there are I think learner autonomy is a very very important thing now because we we learned in the in the pandemic that if we don't teach our learners how to work independently 
then we don't get very far. So one of the one of the trends is learner autonomy. Then, of course, about global issues, because now uh, we can see that using the internet and then being a global uh, globally un uh, united around the world, this is very important as well. Business English, of course, as uh, as all, as has been already um, very very important, and then. I think young learner uh, teaching is also becoming, I'm not saying that a trend, but gets more attention, gets the, the well-deserved recognition in our profession. Because it has been quite neglected for in the in the past, and our first plenary talk was also about uh, young teaching learners. young learners, and now also teaching very young learners, which has not been well exploited in our profession at all. There was only a very, very narrow, narrow uh, path for teachers in this direction. So these are the ones that, that come to my mind just now. Yeah, yeah and it's, um, yeah, we even, we still have people who, who are joining the tech group um, in our organization and asking for refreshers on things like Teams, on Zoom and breakout rooms, um, because, you know, it's every, every one is a little bit of a different animal, so you have to get used to them, Absolutely. and there's, there's, oh, and then all of the requirements yes. of the data protection and all of this and everything. But with an organization like ours, you have the support. If you can't contact one person, another person has that information yes. for you. Absolutely. And also, uh, having a formal association, like in your case is uh, ELTA Stuttgart or, mm -hmm. or the other uh, local organizations in Germany or the national uh, associations in, in, uh, in, yeah. our, in, our, in our other countries. But it's really interesting to see how these smaller communities of practice just pop up as you said, from one day to another. And then people really can see their direction, where they identify themselves uh, with the others, what their professional interest is. And then many times we belong to different uh, communities of practice. That's right. And then we, we give and we gain. And some, in some communities of practice, we are the knowledge providers. And in others, we are the knowledge receivers because we want to learn something totally new. And this gives, uh, keeps us going, this giving and receiving. Yeah. It's always this two-dimensional. What I found also was that, for example, the support group, the numbers, as we got used to the changing situation, the support group numbers and meeting sessions, they dwindled and dwindled until it was no longer really, we found, necessary. But then we had the tech group and what we found that we had some teachers that have some extra special qualifications that are really well versed in things, they come from different backgrounds and everything, and are willing to share more. So it's a, as you say, it's a giving and receiving, giving back to the community where you can, um, helping our fellow teachers uh, with things that are difficult or new things, you know, that all of the new things that you can use online with teaching, games, you know, word wall, um, you know, everything, all kinds of things and, um, and how to effectively use them, you know, yeah. because it's, uh, and you can't use them all. I mean, not everybody is gonna, going to, you know, use every yes. last little tool. <laughs> but you can take a couple of tools and yes. adapt them to your yeah. program. Got, 
we've got our favorites, I think. Yeah. And then I, my method is that I always want to try out something new. Because that also keeps me going. Because right. I, I'm, I'm bored with things that I, I, I just keep repeating. So I always want to learn new things. And then I learn something. I say, okay, next week I would like to introduce this. And then I, I experiment a little bit with, the, with those platforms or apps or something. And I also enjoy it. Because I, if I don't enjoy teaching, then how can I expect that my students will enjoy what, what we are doing or what I am doing? And this comes back to one more, one more point that I wanted to say, but I forgot when you, are, when you asked about the topics, well-being. I think this is one of the trends. And it's not because we want to say, oh, this is so good and so, but if we are not well in our body and mind and spirit, we can't be good teachers. So learner well-being is just as important as teacher well-being. And then I think this is also one of the reasons we come to these conferences, because then we talk to like-minded people and then we are reassured that what we are doing is, yes, get somewhere. That's right, and it's on the right path. And yeah, with teacher well-being, yeah, and not all of us are just teachers. Some of us are teachers and coaches, and so it really helps to get you uh, re-motivated and you know, on the right track again. So thank you so much, Beatrix, for joining us today. It was really thank great you meeting much. you. And we'll see you again um, on our next Head to Head. Thank you so much for joining us here in Belfast. Yes, good luck with your professional development. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you.